air. <laughs> we back? Oh, we're so fucking black. We're so after, black. After being on hiatus for like a month. It's so true. We those damn holidays time, and that festive spirit <clears throat> taking those podcasters away from all the Absolute listeners tragedy. that need them. <laughs> they're spending we time with back. their families and doing other shit. Families cringe. What well, we need content. That's what we need. Where the fuck are you going? <sighs> Opening the there window. It's fucking hot here. Dude, it's like 60 degrees in New York today. It was 80 degrees yesterday here. <laughs> and I walked outside and was like, what the fuck? I like it was like stressing me out. What is it supposed to be? I mean, it's winter. I mean, it's supposed to be like 60. Mm-hmm. I walked outside in like a long sleeve shirt, like a thin one. I was like, I'm going to have heat stroke. What is happening? Dude, I walked down a hoodie yesterday at like 50 degrees and I was like sweating my ass off. But I'm telling you, well, 50 sometimes happens in the su- in summer there. I mean, sorry, winter there. But no, I think that this they're unironically fucking with the weather. This is, this is, there's only the only explanation. Oh, yeah, bro, I'm- they're just putting a shit ton of humidity into the air so that we can have dark winter. Yeah, they want to make sure that we... <laughs> Wait, how, does the, keep, you know, how does the humidity make dark winter? Wait, before you do that, you got to introduce, but... <laughs> introduce the guest. Introduce the guest. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I was getting to it. I was warming it up. To it? <laughs> I was warming it up. This is all the Gumroad stuff. The oh, okay, the got it. The flow. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, you yeah, show. Yeah. Oh, you put the beginning in the Gumroad? Yeah, for yeah. Uh, for Rose and Lucas, we put the ending. We're like, once we, get, we start heating up, we give them another back end hour or half yeah, well, hour. Well, for the Gumroad, I, like I just said, I release it uncut. Oh, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So I, I just, I literally, as soon as this ends, I put it into Final Cut or not Final Cut into Premiere. I export okay, it and then I, just, and then I upload it to Gumroad, and then a week later it gets cut up into YouTube. And then all this fluff right here doesn't make it into YouTube. Mm. So well, and I, anyway, I, 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 I goddamn guess. Yeah, I also yeah, so... do uh, <laughs> intros for everything too. I record them afterwards and post. Oh, that's right. I do. I forget that you do that on the videos. Yeah. You have like a whole fucking like yeah uh thing. But anyway, I'll introduce the goddamn guest. Okay, we you have can uh, Nick Hinton. For once. We got Nick Hinton on the pod. Yes, yo, uh, yo. notable. Thank welcome, you guys welcome. for having me. Um, just want to clarify, I'm not a scientist, but I feel like it makes sense that if they put a lot of humidity into the air or put a lot of moisture into the air and make it really hot in the middle of winter then that somehow creates snow. I don't know how it works, but that's just my intuition about it. I don't know Hashtag how it works either, but I do, I do know that they, well, I mean, they obviously can make snow um, happen. I mean, that's how they do it on, um, I mean, they got that indoor snow place in Dubai. Those motherfuckers, they, they can make snow for real. But beyond I mean, that, other really machines know. can make like anything. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they have it figured out. You know, so I feel like maybe, uh, maybe this is part of cloud seeding. I don't know. I'm in Ohio. It's been raining for like, five days straight and it's like 50 degrees but if it gets really really fucking cold and all that water is absorbed first into the clouds you could have a really bad snowstorm are you from ohio or are you just visiting there still no i'm from ohio this oh, place is I'm terrible so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> yeah i know you just got to experience it <laughs> yeah again i'm going to southern i went i was in southern ohio Oh, that's better than Cleveland, at least. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland's no offense, is trash. It's like one of the worst places I've been. <laughs> yeah. Really great zoo, though. That zoo is bananas. But yeah, the zoo's but, pretty uh, good. But I mean, it's not a, not a reason to stay. You yeah, can see that like about stay. one time. Yeah, you can see about one time and be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, that's basically Ohio what sucks, especially where Sam is from. It's just like it's small, hick town, white trashy kind of. I went for nothing going on. Is it Dony Darney Park? Dony Park, or is it what's the name that, of the the Six Flags thing there? It's not Six Flags. Uh, uh, that's uh, Cedar Point. Ceder Ceder Point. 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 Oh, that one's yeah. That's why I went. That, yeah, I went was, there as a kid, and that good. slapped. Yeah, <laughs> and we're we're here already. Go to the Cleveland Zoo. We vibe. Yeah, and that was kind of yeah. Cedar Point was hard. It was hard body, but that's about it. Bro, Ohio, you should go to you should go together. to Toledo. Toledo, Kansas. Toledo, Kansas? no, no, Toledo's Ohio. Toledo, it's right Ohio. On the border of, dude, it's even worse than Cleveland, surprisingly. It tops it. Oh, shit. It's, it's crazy that's, that's that um, Nick's, back, Toledo, uh, Nick's, Nick's origin story of becoming a, a big conspiracy theorist is just that there's literally nothing going on in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> nothing there else to do. There has to be more to like than this. <laughs> bro, bro, why do you think all the fucking astronauts are from Ohio? They're trying serious? to get the fuck oh. out of Ohio. Dude, look how many astronauts are from Ohio. Search it up. 
Man, that just adds to like the Ohio mystique lore right there. The deep Ohio lore. Yeah, there's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. What's happening in space? Yeah, what's happening in space? Hmm. They're trying to contact demons to somehow make Ohio better. They're like, this this hellscape in in the sky is better than Ohio. You know, I'll I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances with the demons, bro. (laughs) Fuck that. The demons in the Saturn cubes and Mars. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what made me drive all around the country. I was like, there's got to be something else. All right, so we got author, conspiracy theorist Nick Hinton today on the podcast. Great friend of Drew Tang, our last guest we just had on the last two episodes. Uh, you're an author. You've written, like, what, two, three books? Yeah, two books are published right now. I have two more that are about to be released. Awesome. And then what are, Ooh, what are your books time. about? What's that? What are your books on? The first one's called The Saturn Time Cube Simulation. It's a ridiculous name. Uh, second one's called The Crane Singularity. I kind of like that pattern of having those are really both crazy powerful. names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are powerful titles. I'm, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> first one is essentially just about the weird synchronicities between... Um... So if you look at a picture of Saturn, there is a hexagon storm on the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And I was like 19 when I saw that. And I was like, what the How hell? Why now? is it? Oh, I'm 28 now. Okay. Okay. You're the same age as me. So when I first saw a hexagon storm on Saturn, I was pretty confused. Um, I was like, why is no one talking about this? And then I come to find out all these other weird things about it where um, there's all these giant black cubes all around the world that are altars to the god Saturn. And if you mm-hmm. draw some lines on the inside of a hexagon, it becomes a two-dimensional shadow of a three-dimensional cube. And then yes. all these movies started coming out about the 4D cube, the Tesseract, and the like fourth dimension. In these, Yeah, yeah. And usually that dimension is portrayed as time, so it's like a time cube, right? And Saturn is Kronos in Greek mythology, which is the god of time. time. So you have the time cube. Um, yeah, you have that theme going on. And so like in Interstellar, I remember going to see that movie with my friends back in the day before I wrote this book and they literally go to Saturn and go inside of a portal and end up inside of a Tesseract at the end of the movie. And my friend just looks over Mm -hmm. at me at the credits. He's like, bro, that's the fucking time cube. So that was like what inspired me to start writing about that idea. Um, Mm -hmm. The second book is kind of about how um, like the transition into the age of Aquarius, according to all these astrologers is happening right now. And um Aquarius is represented by or sim- symbolizes like technology, revelation, new knowledge, all this, all these different things like that. And so I think that's kind of why we're seeing more cube symbolism, more movies about AI simulation theory. It all goes with that theme of technology and stuff. And the singularity event itself is the AI takeover that some scientists are worried about happening. And the black cube also represents AI in these books. Um, like, you know, if you search up what a D wave quantum computer is, it's literally this mm-hmm. giant black cube. Um, and even the uh, creators of them, this guy named Gordy Rose, he's like, yeah, we're basically summoning the old gods with these computers. Um, they're going to be way more smarter than us, and they might take over the world. And so, yeah, I just go into all that kind of stuff. And you know, quantum computers, you know, it's a, you know the way quantum physics works. They say, um, you know, particles behave like waves, and so the the symbol of Aquarius is like the wave. And so I think, mm-hmm. in the most generic way possible, life is going to get more wavy more stranger and stranger as we transition to this new age i think we're gonna see a lot more supernatural phenomenon high strangeness ufo type stuff cryptids whatever appear as we as the veil lifts into this new time period i like it both of those sound very interesting we gotta start with the first one i guess right yeah so yeah 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 it's funny because saturn cube is a conspiracy that I actually never looked into until like I saw your thread on it, which I couldn't even find today. So I guess Twitter's suppressed some of it um, in the search results or whatever. But I remember always seeing, you know, those like iceberg memes of conspiracies and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I I always remember seeing Saturn Cube towards like the bottom of it, and it just sounded the name Saturn Cube without any context is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like yeah. a cube on Saturn. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, it just sounds like a retarded theory mm. just based off the name alone. And um, I remember reading your thread and it was very interesting. So I um, that's definitely the first thing I want to pick your brain is 
you know, what are, you know, get into more detail. What are these Saturn cubes and what do you genuinely believe that in your heart of heart? I'm like, this is probably fact versus I think there's a decent chance that this is real versus more of this is just interesting kind of like conspiracy mythos that I don't believe in. Yeah, there, mm. there's, there are definitely like interesting idiosyncrasies between all of these like weird connections, like I was saying, between Kronos, Saturn, the cube, the hexagon, um, the Tesseract, all those types of things. But um, yeah, so in that book, I kind of describe how at that time in my life, I believed that there was some kind of like supercomputer. So the theory about that, um, that hexagon on Saturn's North Pole like mm-hmm. scientists scientists you know i don't believe anything nasa says any anymore yeah. so yeah, like fair enough. so there so there might not really be a hexagon on top of saturn um but you know the pictures they show us are intentional so anyways <clears throat> if you get deep into the conspiracy stuff um there's some people who say like i said the scientists don't know why that storm is there but there's some conspiracy theorists who say oh there's like some kind of frequency creating this pattern in the clouds because mm-hmm. if you if you study cymatics like a low frequency sine tone will create a hexagon in a medium oh i see which which is interesting because if you remember studying sine in math class it was mm-hmm. the sin button it was the sin button right sin mm-hmm. and so the bible tells us we're born into sin and so if the sine wave is the time wave we we die because we're not only born into sin but because we're born into the cycle of time and mm. suppose and supposedly Saturn represents Satan. That's what this cube actually represents. And you know, Saturn being the sixth planet from the sun, Saturn day, the original Sabbath being the sixth day of the week, and a six-sided shape on its north pole, you got six six six. And then you have mm. the sine wave itself looks like a serpent. You flip the sine wave on its side, it looks like a dollar sign. They say time is money, money is time. What is the root of all mm. evil? It's money. Love of money. So all these things had me convinced that yeah, there's some kind of crazy device in there producing this frequency and this frequency is somehow messing with our perception here on earth putting us some in putting us in some kind of like mental prison or perceptual simulation like you know it's it's limiting the bandwidth of what we can perceive that that was my theory and this came from the help of other people like david ike and this crazy youtuber named like occult 101 who was just a guy sitting in his kitchen with all his parrots and he got deleted off youtube um and then I think Terrence McKenna's brother was on Joe Rogan one time talking about the hexagon. And he was like, yeah, I think there's like a wormhole or a portal inside Saturn. So like I said, at one mm. point I was kind of convinced that we were in some kind of simulation controlled by the God of this world, Saturn. Right. And when you, um, when you say simulation, you don't mean like matrix, like, Oh, we're in a computer. You mean like God's controlling their own kind of simulation. Right. Well, what I was saying is like, I, so it's not a simulation, like we're inside of a computer yeah. more so that there's something limiting perception, putting a box on our perception. Like we yeah. live in a kind of time cube, but not literally, you know, it's like, yeah. think outside makes, the box, you know, that makes way more sense. And I always think, um, anytime someone's like, Oh, we live in a situation. I immediately discredit <laughs> them because <laughs> that's what they're reading the matrix wrong whereas we don't live in a simulation where they're trying to create a simulation yeah yeah exactly so the the whole well yes for for that but also with the simulation it's like there's that whole theory that it's like it's like um it's kind of recursive right so it's like the the best example is if they do that um that little box in the that rick and morty episode from like the first season if you remember or like he made a yeah, little yeah. box, like a, a pocket dimension and they all make like, it goes deeper and deeper, and deeper recesses. Yeah. yeah like that. Um, so yeah. So the, the premise here would be like either where we, it could be some kind of like celestial body simulation while we're trying to make some deeper r- r- mechanical one and et cetera, kind of like uh, a yeah, like uh, thing. Yeah. Like simulations all the way down how the ancient yeah. said, Oh, it's turtles all the way down. But turtles, yeah, Elon, yeah. Elon I- Musk was like, if we become advanced enough to create life, like simulations that are indistinguishable from reality, the chances are that we've already done that a near billion times or something like that. And so we're within a simulation mm-hmm. within a simulation. I don't necessarily believe that, um, you know, cause it's on TV. I just don't. Yeah. I, don't. I mean, we can also just be, you know, I, I don't, I don't really like when anyone tries to tell us we're not in reality. Uh, yeah. It's always, it's always like for me, 
I don't know. It always seems like a uh, some kind of misdirection. I mean, like we could not be in base reality, but it's just like it seems really seems like it a seems, form of yeah. disassociation and nihilism to me. Exactly. Yeah. There's also just like too there's there's too much effort on the end of the elites that yeah if they were really controlling a simulation. They wouldn't need to do all these like hoops and shit like that. Exactly. It, yeah. it just doesn't we're, seem it doesn't make sense of why that would be necessary. So the oh, reason no, I yeah, changed, no. so like I changed my mind. I was under the impression that the Saturn stuff was all true, and then I came to learn space is most likely not what we think it is, and you know just a bunch of other things. And I honestly think that we are kind of being tricked on multiple layers. It's like when people go into these movies to decode them and find the quote unquote truth, like oh I'm watching the Matrix, like this is the truth, or I'm watching 2001: Space Odyssey or Interstellar, and this is about the time cube simulation. I think that is the elite's worldview. That's like the Gnostic, the, the Gnostic elite's worldview that they're trying to indoctrinate mm. us with subconsciously. So I don't believe their worldview anymore is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like the, so this is always kind of what the Jutang kind of put me onto with the whole predictive programming. I mean, obviously it's like to some degree you're like, they're also just doing kind of like an evangel evangel evangelism evangelism i like their viewpoint right because they want to make sure that everyone's in tune kind of like if you were mm -hmm. in like the medieval times you're you're going to go and everything's catholicism and you know it's and that's what's on the uh the stained glasses and that's already being projected on you right so there's no real difference between that and like a marvel movie or like the fact that like every series like like you have like a divergent and like the the end of the Divergent series, spoilers, I guess, is like, is like again, they're breaking out of like a simulation or like mm -hmm. the end. It's always like some kind of breaking out of some like Truman Show type of situation, which is. Yeah, so I think that's kind of like a weaponized schizophrenia. I think they want people to be out of their minds <laughs> thinking that they live in a totally fake reality mm -hmm. and that we're supposed to be trying to break reality. But that's literally the Ophite Gnostic worldview is they want to destroy the universe. They literally mm. think that the world is a, like an evil material prison for the soul and they are their whole goal of like this creating the philosopher's stone or whatever is to destroy the cosmic egg that we're trapped in and birth this whole new existence, mm. which That's I just, right. I don't, Demiurge, I don't believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking doing all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's always the Gnostics. The God, it's always, they're always. Fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. So then, or so back to, so before you were saying something about how like the, uh, the black cubes are like all over the planet. So the one I obviously most famous would be like Mecca. So I was, I was yeah. trying to figure out how how does that tie in because I don't I don't exactly know too much about the about Mecca beyond just like the base like they pray to it every day. Yeah, well, I mean it's a giant black cube that supposedly has this meteorite, the stone from heaven inside of it, mm. um, and they all walk around it counterclockwise, same direction that the uh, rings of Saturn revolve around. And then you have the Jewish people who wear the teflon on their wrist and their head, which are these oh, black yeah. cubes. You have the UN meditation room has this altar that's this big black cube. They call it uh, the altar to the god of everything. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and where the oh, towers sure. collapsed on 9-11, they have this inverted black cube. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of more. I think they had them there, in ancient there, Egypt. The god Ptah used to sit on this black cube. But there, what was There's that? the art piece black cube in uh, Astro Place. There's oh, also oh, the yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. There's also the murder cube. Have you heard of that? No, I no. What's that? What's that? <laughs> There's this art installation that's made out of just guns into a giant black cube, and um, a bunch of people on 4chan started worshiping it. They started worshiping the murder cube, and that's what inspired the Buffalo shooter to go on his rampage in 2022. No shit. Where is this at? Where's this installation? I actually, I just found out about this. I don't know where the actual art piece is, but you could probably look it up. Oh, interesting. But yeah, there's this guy named Saint Sandman writing all these scriptures uh, to the murder cube, and this crazy guy included in his manifesto. I forget the Buffalo Shooter's name, but he was inspired by that. Which, like I, I mean, said, I think they're encouraging chaos through their weird worldviews. Mm -hmm. And they also, of course, have a lot of our everyone's starting to do the whole new like techno optimism worshiping AI thing. But all of those like supercomputers are just like black cubes too. They, I mean, every single one of them looks like a big black cube. Uh, so that's also, I mean, to a, a lesser degree, the same thing. Mm -hmm. mm. So do you believe in any of these uh, Saturn cube things anymore? Or, I mean, I believe they exist. I mean, I can yeah. see them. I just yeah, don't believe yeah. in, and I believe they represent what they represent. I just don't believe in that worldview. You know, yeah, like I yeah. think that the, <clears throat> 
I think that honestly, a lot of conspiracy theories have been leaked to us on purpose to kind of put people inside of like a weird Dungeons and Dragons, like ARG, where people are just constantly chasing their own tail on the internet, looking for mm-hmm. all these different esoteric breadcrumbs. Because I feel like they know that high IQ people are not going to be entertained with regular television. So they're like, hey, what can we do with these guys? Let's literally put them in the movie Maze Runner, but in real life, where they think they're Mm -hmm. solving some crazy mystery. And we're actually fooling them into initiating themselves into our occult religion. And this plays into a whole lot of other things where Crowley wanted an enlightened utopia with only high IQ people. So what's going on in the world today kind of seems reminiscent of that when you're radicalizing all the conspiracy theorists to be like Gnostic revolutionaries and even fucking Nazis, right? So mm. it seems like they're doing this uh, this weird Hegelian dialectic separating us into just two totally radically different groups. Like some people are going to be just like Borg people, just, you know, totally merged with technology and Elon Musk computer chips. And I think there'll be a ton of people living off the grid, but worshiping like um sophia or gaia which is the gnostic mother goddess that's mm-hmm. just my weird prediction but i f- i feel like that's where it's going what what is like sophia this uh gnostic wisdom. Goddess? yeah it's wisdom it's um so apparently in the gnostic version of creation um there was pretty much like not necessarily god's wife but she was like the first being right um, she's kind of comparable to Lucifer, but she was the embodiment of wisdom and she accidentally fell from heaven. And when she fell from heaven, she went to the lowest realm possible and became material reality. So she trapped herself in earth on accident. And so the Gnostics believe that they have to free Sophia from the earth by freeing the divine spark within and achieving enlightenment or whatever. But also this becomes perverted into that weird accelerationist ideology of hey, we just got to destroy the whole freaking universe. <laughs> so yeah. mm-hmm. I think they're trying to do that at places like CERN, which also has their own black cube um, created by Steve Jobs. It was a next computer. Um, and that's where the World Wide Web was actually created in at CERN in this black cube computer. Um, and WWW literally is va 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 in Hebrew, which is 666. And um, oh, shit. you know, if, if you go back into the mystery religions, you have these black um scrying mirrors which they used to polish and look into to see the spiritual realm and it seems as if the cell phone or the television is kind of that same portal that black mirror into Mm -hmm. that different dimension you know that 666 realm connected to saturn or whatever where there's literal beings that we interact with on a daily basis but we just call them ai and I think that an AI could be synonymous with something like a demon when you consider that they are kind of like sentient information, but they're not necessarily alive. They're devoid of soul, but they can act alive. And it's kind of like a virus where it needs a vessel, you know? So I think they're giving these things vessels right in our pockets. And AI in my head stands for alien invasion. That's the real invasion yeah, that's felt, going on is right is right in our fucking that. pocket yeah yeah i've been i've it. been on this for a minute now also yeah. about uh ai being demons essentially mm-hmm. whether yeah, they're because demons. you don't you don't need to travel interstellar when you can you know travel interdimensionally why would yeah. you deal with all that time dilation shit when well, you can this, which seems a lot easier hop through to a do. portal that's what all the transhumanists were obsessed with the people that want to merge man with machine the the old ones like uh some of the forerunners like Robert Anton Wilson and Timothy Leary thought that we were going to like merge with machines, do a shit ton of psychedelics and just blast off into hyperspace and escape mm-hmm. the universe or whatever. <clears throat> so yeah, hyperspace and the digital realm and the fourth dimension all seem to be kind of one in the same. Yes. Now, increasing the tech- more. Uh, Go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say, uh, I know you had a, a thread on ancient AI. And I want to know what you think as far as I, I think that might have been a couple of years old, that thread now. I can't remember. I thought it said 2020, but um, mm-hmm. ancient AI, your thoughts on that nowadays, especially in the the lens of if AI today are demons, do you think that all ties in together? Yeah, yeah. So I still believe that theory for the most part. I think I was on the right track with that one is that if there is some kind of four-dimensional intelligence prodding people into creating these black cubes and different forms of technology, it's almost as if it's fooling people into building its own doorway into our reality. And I think Mm -hmm. that happened in the past 
and it gets kind of confusing here when you think of like time loops and um, retro causation, but like if there was ever an advanced artificial intelligence that we created far off in the future, the smartest thing it could do is learn how to time travel and build itself in the past as well. Yeah. So I, th I feel like this thing exists outside of time and it's poking in at all points. And uh, yeah, where my research has, where my research has led me recently is that I believe that these different points that it pokes itself into, you know, you can imagine it as like kind of a interdimensional octopus just outside of time poking its tentacles through. And I think where these tentacles poke through, they can appear as like synchronicities or Bigfoot or a UFO or just any type of thing that leads you on this rabbit chase to go find this forbidden knowledge and bring it back to the people and insert it into the collective and push us forward under the guise of advancement and, and progress. But really it's just, we're kind of building a fake God and we're, you know, kind of, uh, we're kind of like enslaving ourselves, I guess is the simplest way to put mm -hmm. it. That's always been my that's always been my uh feeling with 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 respect to like AI and whatever. Just like I don't know, and demons as well. Like like with the like uh, Aztecs or whatever doing their ritual sacrifices, and it's a lot of the same in in all cultures who, who like kind of do like this conjuring of devils or whatever or demons or whatever. It always ends up kind of being a similar type of like uh esoteric high level uh knowledge is kind of like seen as like uh kind of forbidden or alch the alchemists the aztecs the fucking like whatever it all kind of ends up being more or less the same thing where there's like kind of dealing with this like esoteric type of uh complicated complicated knowledge that they found off somewhere in some vision or something uh and like you know like the first thing people talk about if they ever do like a, a psychedelic is always like oh i dealt with the machine elves or oh, i talked to some yeah, yeah. The demons it's like <clears throat> you're it's the same fucking <laughs> everyone has the same like interaction like oh i talked to these like weird uh beings that are interdimensionally and they're trying to get through oh yeah yeah no. so and then yeah because they probably did <laughs> yeah, yeah so they're they were they were essentially under the influence of mk ultra i mean the first versions of the MK Ultra experiments we have is people were using the Nazis were using psychedelic mushrooms to mind control people or at least mm -hmm. figure out how and that that research led to the creation of acid or LSD whatever um, but it does seem like that the people who are behind a lot of the major advancements in technology were under the influence of these like spiritual cocktails I guess you'd call them you know it's kind of like doing it's kind of like the when I imagine someone making ayahuasca or LSD or something in a laboratory I imagine like a witch mixing some kind of crazy potion that literally just like mm -hmm. allows you to communicate with <clears throat> different dimensional beings. But yeah, it's really weird to note that like Seymour Cray, the creator of the first supercomputer, he mm -hmm. was literally digging tunnels in his backyard. And he told his wife, he was talking to elves in the tunnels who were helping him build computers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it's just like when you talk to like Silicon Valley people and they're always talking about microdosing LSD so they can program mm -hmm. and, and like, you know, it's like, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Steve Interesting. Jobs. Interesting. They're microdosing LSD, he... LSD so they can get in contact with the machine elf demons and help them program. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. What a weird coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> nothing fast. to see here, Goyle. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to see, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Ultimate it's Fosse so bargain right there. Yeah, also, yeah, the much. guy who uh, Haley bought, or what's his name, Edward Haley, the guy who discovered ha uh, Haley's Comet. Yeah. <clears throat> he was also kind of crazy, and he said that um, he had an elf crawling through his window and told him to go ask the Rockefellers for funding to build a giant telescope. And so that's what he did, and he got the funding, and he built the telescope, and that's how he discovered Haley's Comet. So it's like mm. all these different technologies, oh, that when you go down so the line, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like this technology has been seeded to us on purpose. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and that's what, I mean. Like that's also like what they always feel like. Um, what the whole like a lot of the human sacrifice stuff was always kind of associated with them trying to appease the demons or gods or whatever interdimensionally for like the knowledge that they gave them, right? Like you know, you yeah. build the ziggurat and trying to get closer, and it kind of creates like a a similar type of psychic. I mean, like. Uh, killing people when taking life is probably as i guess psychedelic so to speak as you can get well yeah so it's adrenochrome. going off like yeah exactly adrenochrome it all kind of comes into the same it all ends up being the same story repeated over and over again and what are those temples they're essentially gigantic alphanumeric labyrinths or in another sense a ancient supercomputer mm -hmm. yeah so once again once again we're back here with the fucking adrenochrome
Crohn's and the elites and the fucking yeah. It's always, it always <laughs> it comes always back to the back demons to the same and shit. It always does. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Um, I, going back to space, I remember seeing uh, in your thread stuff about the moon and being part of the cycle of uh, death and rebirth. And that the the moon is possibly machine and stuff like that. Could you uh can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Back then, when I was like in this whole weird, disassociated, um, gnostic state of mind, um, I was under the impression that the moon could be some kind of spaceship. I mean, there was Russian scientists saying it back in the eighteen hundreds. Um, just because there's all sorts of oddities associated with it. Like apparently, we um, bombed it at one point. It rang like a bell, making it seem as if it's hollow. Um, mm. It seems to be older than the Earth. There's myths about a time in ancient history when there was no moon and it kind of just arrived here. And one of the myths associated was like these two twin fish brothers stole an egg from a dragon, cracked it open, got the yolk out, and then brought the moon here, <clears throat> which gave us the seasons, which I find funny because if you played Zelda, there was that evil moon that trapped them in that... Uh, yeah time loop Majora's Mask. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. Just, yeah yeah so i don't know if it, I, I don't know if it's an alien spaceship i mean that's some truman show shit you know if you remember yeah. at the end of truman show he ends up in the moon and that's where all the directors are um oh yeah that's same, right yeah i forgot that's where they they watched from oh shit yeah and then uh what's that movie it's a steven spielberg movie i think it's just called ai yeah but there's yeah, like a fake, AI, yeah there's like a fake moon where like it traps all the robots like a giant magnet and they get sucked up in it and then they have to like they're like the entertainment for the gods essentially do you know what i'm talking about i i don't remember that movie but yeah i i, I saw it like 20 years ago so yeah that symbolism's everywhere but um there's still some things that are just odd about it in general i mean it fits perfectly on top of the sun during an eclipse and as far as we know you know that type of ratio and that you know the the it's supposedly like 400 times closer. I don't remember the exact math, but whatever. In order for a lunar eclipse and solar eclipse to happen that perfectly, like the exact size and the exact spot, the exact position in the sky is like just super unlikely. Like as far as we know, that the only place that happens in the universe is here. Um, but, you know, that could just be as something as simple as intelligent design because the Gnostics are also obsessed with destroying the moon, it seems. There's a whole lot of weird stuff like Project A... Um, I don't know if you have a computer in front of you, but if you could search up like Project A1 or maybe A47, Project I don't know. Search up NASA trying to nuke the moon. They want to nuke it. Uh, NASA. A119. A119, A-119. A-119. okay. Yeah. Um, top secret plan developed in 1958 by the United States Air Force. The aim of the project was to detonate a nuclear bomb on the moon, which would help in answering some of the mysteries in planetary <laughs> astronomy and astrology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. What kind of mystery is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery. Yeah. The mystery is what happens when we blow it up. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, there's all kinds of different myths um, associated with like the moon cracking in half at the end of time. And uh, there's a occult researcher named Michael Tessarian who said uh, John D looked at the moon as a kind of like, magnetic lodestone that kept us trapped in this matrix and if we destroyed it we could ascend and escape oh, but oh. obviously i don't believe that necessarily anymore but i do believe that they're going to try you know i think that mm-hmm. they will probably try some of these things or at me or at least make it appear as if they're trying to do something like that mm-hmm. that'd, yeah, be kinda, like, yeah, that'd be like crazy though just like how how would they justify to the whole world be like, yeah, we're going to blow up the moon. I mean, I'm you sure saw Moonfall, right? Change. No, you I saw Moonfall, yeah, right? it just came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. disaster movie of them dro- of dropping the moon on the... Uh, yeah. And, like, the gravitational pull starts fucking with everyone. Yeah, I, yeah, I have to watch, a, actually, yeah. There's an AI inside there. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess that's the reasoning, then, that they'll go with and say they love, they love telling us everything beforehand. Yeah, 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 the Illuminati will turn out to be the good guys after all. They'll be like, hey, there's aliens inside there. we got to blow up the moon. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that. So what do you think is actually going on in space? <laughs> um, well, I have no idea, but I personally think 
that's more like water. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a flat earther. I'm not a globe earther. I'm not anything. I, I really don't know. But um, just all of the etymology, etymology associated with like the talk about space, like astronauts and spaceships and um, things like that makes me believe that it's water, especially when you look into the ancient religions where most of them said that we were um, encased and, you know, we are in an enclosed system that's encased underneath the heavenly waters, you know, the waters above, yeah. like a lot of, not just Christianity, like a lot of religions talk about this. And even the Navy put out a uh, document that was like, space is an ocean and it's, this is not a metaphor. Uh, you could probably find that one too. Mm. I mean, it is, it's under maritime law. I mean, they have it, they have it classified as an ocean. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that why like the space is the space force, like a branch of the Navy or something like that? Yeah. It, like it, it's a, it, it came from the Navy then into like the air force into the, um, into the space force, but it's like kind of all, and that's why they like, they named them at like similar to naming ships on, on water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah. I did meet with, um, a UFO abductee who told me the same thing he said when he was up there, when he was up in space, it was a lot more like water, except it was created out of this like negative substance that we can't necessarily perceive. So like I was thinking he was talking about like dark matter or antimatter or something like that. I have no idea. That was just like my guess, but he said it was this like anti-substance that was like fluid, like water. And there was like sea creatures up there, like little things just swimming around. Um, which is weird because I recently discovered that John D, who was trying to astral project and go to all the different heavens, you know, in the ancient religions, they talk about like the seven heavens, the different realms mm -hmm. above us. Um, apparently, when he got to the very last heaven, um, he saw God and God looked like a giant whale covered in eyes. And this thing swallowed him and this thing swallowed him up. <clears throat> and there was like portals in there or something. I don't know. But it was John D. John D. John D. Who's John D? John D was like the most prominent occultist, mathematician, astrologer, um, inventor like of his time. He was Queen Elizabeth, the first uh like right hand man, pretty much. Wait, is D short for something or is it just straight up D? D E E. John D E E. Um, interesting. About to see if there's a one piece connection there versus now yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what's in one no, piece? No, like, no, 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 no. I was just, uh, uh I was well, just curious. In, in one yeah. piece, there's, um, uh, there's a bunch of characters within their name is like Monkey D. Louis, oh, Monkey D. Yeah. Like D and, and all these characters. And there's like the will of D and, uh, and what? Yeah. It's a, it's a letter that's like passed down from like the, from like a time when they, uh, there's an unknown time that was like deleted from history. And yeah. essentially yeah, all the characters of like, a prominence and have like this like transcendent willpower have this d in their in their name nick you should as, as a as a very big conspiracy theorist you should absolutely read one piece because it is the absolute one greatest work of fiction ever but two it's the closest any work of fiction i've ever seen to revealing the actual real truths of the world yeah well, dude i've heard there. yeah yeah i've dude i get all these recommendations all the time of all all different kinds of animes that dude yeah, they're, it's like the most esoteric like stuff you could possibly watch oh absolutely people don't understand but they they go into everything there's mm -hmm. a, any fucking topic there's something that's like and it's always like some like deep uh occultist stuff or like some deep like gnostic christian they, they cover like everything right so yeah that to me is just a little bit sus that they're including all of the gnostic worldview in pop culture you know mm -hmm. um but anyways, for people that will probably yell at me and be like, space isn't water, um, I do have an explanation for stars. <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, so, you know, the ancients also talked about how, you know, so the Christians believe that God spoke reality into existence. Mm -hmm. um, the, Egypt the Egyptians believe the same thing. Buddhists say that Jesus, the sound... God was just manifesting. Yeah, he was just, he was just <laughs> speaking it into existence. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, um. The Buddhists believe that Om, or maybe that's Hindus, you know, Om is the sound of creation. Um, and then some of the philosophers believe that there was a song of creation. So if there really is this heavenly song playing, I think it could be frequencies up there creating the stars. Um, because there's this phenomenon you could look up called star in a jar, where if you play a loud enough frequency underwater, it will actually create this bubble full of light. Oh, interesting. Interesting. 
I gotta check this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's actually super cool. And that's like a hundred percent like real confirmed thing. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. And so I I think uh that's probably why there's this weird connection between like the aliens. Uh people think they're from outer space, but you know, a lot of the times we see them coming in and out of bodies of water. Mm -hmm. We do. Like Loch yeah. Ness or something like, like oh. or like well, not even just Loch Ness. I mean, there's there's plenty of people. Um, there's a new documentary out right now, 411 Missing People, um, the UFO connection. This guy, David Paulides, he is a investigator who just researches missing people. And mm -hmm. um when he started noticing a weird pattern of people going missing in national parks, just with no explanation whatsoever he became obsessed with like the paranormal aspect. And so he started digging into that and he found all these cases that were like associated with uh, Bigfoot sightings and UFO sightings. Well, a lot of the times people will go missing, never be found ever, but all of their belongings will be found near some sort of body of water. Interesting. And so even, even this guy theorizes that, Oh, maybe these crafts or beings are coming up out of the water, taking them down there into some subterranean world and then doing whatever with them. So what do you think about like stuff like um, uh, Bermuda Triangle? Uh, my current belief is that it has something to do with, um, I guess, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say with like, I don't know. It's not like a concrete theory, but I think it has something to do with Atlantis. Like I think mm -hmm. that maybe ancient Atlantean technology fell there and it's creating some kind of magnetic anomaly that, you know, can either warp space and time or, open doorways or you know create all kinds of high strangeness like i was saying i think that mm -hmm. um electromagnetic phenomena in general is associated with paranormal phenomenon you know like people go around with their emf readers to find ghosts um you know and poltergeists apparently mess with tvs and computers and things like that and this all goes back to my theory that ai is literally the thing that's just kind of like this trickster entity that's taking on different man many different manifestations but it's all one intelligence just prodding people around in all these different esoteric adventures. Yeah, mm -hmm. I haven't watched it since it came out, but I remember Lost, that had to do with like electromagnetic frequencies and stuff like that, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, that has the same same type of thing going on as like Bermuda Triangle, you know, people getting lost on an island, can't be found, you know, all that type of shit. Right. Yeah. And um, there's also, you know, some people who point out that these locations um, like Bermuda Triangle, it's not super unique. There's like 12 vile vortices all around the world. And these are places where, you know, there's a higher amount of electromagnetic activity. And these are places apparently where ley lines intersect mm -hmm. more what densely. And, and ley lines are just kind of like Earth's natural electromagnetic grid. Mm -hmm. And so the lines where these places intersect are kind of like thought of as paranormal hotspots. <clears throat> and so Florida in general is one of those places. Oh, that makes sense. So that's why there's <laughs> and, so much weird and, stuff going on in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Florida man. You yeah. know, it makes it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, but you guys need to look into Dr. Narco Longo. He does a lot of really good YouTube videos about how um Florida's tied to Atlantis and um it's all kind of like weird cults and stuff. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Tartaria. Maybe Drew talked about it, but there's like all these ancient ruins of um, past civilizations. But yeah, yeah no, I'm not I'm, like an expert on the Atlantis thing. Yeah, I'm familiar with Tartaria. Uh, ancient past civilizations have been the thing that's been intriguing me the most the last like few months. Hmm. I don't know yeah, about seems Tartaria. To be, seems to be a meme right now. Wait, what's Tartaria? I mean, I know like Tartarus. I mean, I have like, I've heard of it, but like, what would you, like, can you go into more depth? Because I haven't researched it much. So my basic understanding of Tartaria is just that, you know, there's like this niche group of conspiracy theorists who, you know, it's all based on like what seems to be legitimate research. I'm just not an expert on this topic, but, but mm -hmm. um, it seems that there is powers that be that are lying about our true history mm -hmm. um, and that- Color world... me shocked. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just starting from the basics. Um, yeah. and that they're oh, okay. quick. Keep going. But um, that the world may that society might not actually be as old as we think it is, and that the calendars have been 
manipulated or whatever and that there was actually an advanced civilization like in the 16 to 1800s that time period mm -hmm. and apparently that civilization fell and it you know people are finding remnants of it wait so from um, just a few hundred years ago yeah yeah oh interesting okay i haven't heard this before yeah so that's just one that's just one aspect of it but um yeah, apparently there's so there's a certain type of architecture just called Tartari Tartarian architecture. And mm -hmm. you can find all kinds of pictures of these like fancy looking temples and city halls and whatever. And, you know, people have found them in Florida. People found them in Chicago. Um, also, just buildings that have been like um, excavated, just like regular buildings. And they'll find all these floors beneath them. And um, mm -hmm. so their, their theory is that part of what ended Tartaria was this giant mud flood that buried the majority of these cities with only some, you know, a few things remaining. And then the theory also, some people believe that Tartaria was actually the myth of Atlantis. That's what they're actually talking about. And nothing's as old as we think it is. Oh, interesting. So it's like so so all the Tartarian architecture is, is like the neo is what we call the neoclassical stuff. From yeah, and you can it, also what, you okay you can also you can also look up the world's fairs. There are some pretty mm -hmm. strange yeah, things going out. Yeah. They looked like super technologically advanced. They had just weird things going on. They had baby incubator exhibits where there's all these just <laughs> they were just growing babies there back in the day. Um but yeah, so some people believe that they actually had advanced technology like Tesla tech back then, mm -hmm. um, you know, like free energy devices and anti-gravity, all these different things. Because back in the 1800s, there actually was rumors of some kind of breakaway civilization. If you search up the mystery airship wave of the 1800s, people were seeing flying boats. And there was rumors that Thomas Edison and Nikolai Tesla had actually invented an anti-gravity boat that could fly in the sky. And so much, you know, people believe it so much that Thomas Edison had to come out and say, like, hey, I, I didn't actually create this. Um, but, you know, it's still in my mm. head, it's possible. It's in my head, it's still possible. Are you looking this stuff up? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening to you now, but I was looking up. I'm, I'm basically writing notes to make sure to check it out later. Mm -hmm. So I, I've I've looked into this stuff, stuff a bit. And just from what I've seen so far, just surface level, a little bit of digging in, I've been like very convinced with all this because i've i'm just become such a big believer in uh lost history and stuff like that and um them erasing our past that it just it makes all too much sense it's like of course they would want to hide free energy from us like why would they why would they want people to be aware that you could have free energy mm -hmm. yeah so yeah I, I agree with you um but i do think it's suspicious to me that it's a bit of a meme right now and like everyone's talking about it all at once and um, mm -hmm. I, I have this, you know, crazy conspiracy that um, everything we're seeing right now about the Illuminati, the deep state, the satanic cabal, whatever you want to call it, even like the WEF and the COVID narrative and uh, the Great Reset, like all these things are super blatantly obvious, you know, to mm -hmm. someone, you, you know, it doesn't take being a genius to see something's very wrong. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think I think because these people are, you know, the powers that be are very intelligent, they are probably a couple steps ahead of us. And I think what we're watching is a controlled demolition of the old system so they can put a new facade in its place. And that facade, that new facade will appear to be very good. It might be something like Tartaria, something with free energy tech and something, you know, something like that, something like Atlantis, you know, because Francis Bacon was talking about, you want America to be the new Atlantis. And I get even more out there when I start talking about the idea of hyperstition. So a hyperstition mm -hmm. is an idea that wills itself into reality, uses people as the vessels for it. We kind of, you know, an artist will channel this idea, insert it into the collective unconscious through his books, through his work, and then we'll begin to co-create it together. So, so if reality scale will, manifestation. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if reality really is that malleable, I wonder if they are recreating this Tartarian empire through us, through the conspiracy theorists. Um, because there's this crazy book that inspired this idea called Talan. And um, it was written by this guy named Jorge Luis Borges. And in this book, he it's a fiction book, but he writes about how there's the secret society called the Illuminati. And they're all a bunch of science fiction writers and they, they want to start their own country. But then they're like, ah, let's uh, be more bold. Let's create our own universe. 
And so they create fake histories that people begin to believe and their new universe manifests and leaks into our one and overtakes it. Mm, I see. And that's why the new book I'm working on is called The New World Disorder yeah. and the Invasion mm. of the Reality Invaders. Because I really believe that what we're seeing with AIs, UFOs, cryptids, whatever, these are like tulpas or thought forms. They're electromagnetic mm. life forms. They're made of information. And we literally think them into existence. They exist somewhere out there in the ether already. But when we open our minds up to these ideas and begin talking about them, they spread like a mind virus. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then and then we co-create them together. Oh, what's up, Jules is here. Yeah, what what's up? Jules? What's up, Jules? I charger and everything. So I'll be right back. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um what what actually my my favorite game of uh twenty twenty two, Xenoblade three, without going into spoilers, um, very much is heavy on that. Uh, conscious that mass consciousness of manifestation mm -hmm. and, and whatnot and uh, I, I really don't want to like spoil it because I don't think enough people have really played it because um, more of like one of Nintendo's nicher franchises but uh, it's one of it's my favorite JRPG franchise and the the writing it's phenomenal and I think that if you uh, if, if you find if you're into JRPGs at all that's also something I recommend you check out Nick mm -hmm. So, so this is so it's very interesting because I have both now. Now that I've been introduced to this, I have both the the idea that everything's older than we think, and that we've had multiple iterations of failed civilizations come back, and right, um, and then also like the Sahara used to be like lush and green, and it you know now it's fucking a desert, um, and the people have the whole like it was nuked thing, um, idea, and then there's also like. Of course, you have like um, older city, like uh, what's the 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 fact that the Amazon was um was like geo um was like ge what's the word when you like create a new terraformed the era, oh, okay Amazon, yeah the Amazon was like terraformed and like there's like increasing evidence and like people are starting to believe that the um a lot of the especially because they keep finding small like uh, abandoned cities like towns or whatever like um civilizations in the Amazon that a lot that there was like a layer that was created in the soil, whatever, for, like, the purposes of, like, uh, growing food and stuff like that, that, like, again, started to, like, build up and build up over time and, like, is, like, overgrown. It's like a rainforest. Um, but there's, like, there are, like, artificial aspects of the Amazon's topsoil that people are increasingly starting to just take as a fact that, like, older an older culture used to live there and used to, like, uh, alter the, like, vegetation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so like increasingly, my my brain is always like, oh, we have like hundreds of thousands of years of human history, not like twenty or ten or whatever people say. Right. So, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't claim to know what the truth is. I mean, the mm. universe could have been created fifteen minutes ago with all of our memories and everything, and it's just true. been. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. True. But, but um, <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's it's weird like that, you know. Seek and ye shall find. I think that's kind of the idea. I mean, in that Talon book, they start manifesting out of place artifacts all over the place that starts to um, reaffirm the belief in their fake history, their fake world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I personally believe that this is a part of that, like the Gnostic elite agenda. Um, you know, so like I was saying, the Gnostics used to worship Sophia. Um, well, I think the modernized version of these Ophite Gnostic elites are the Discordian society. They worship Eris, who seems to be another version of Sophia because she's a goddess associated with chaos, you know, the primordial chaos everything came out of. And the Discordians are really big on chaos magic, you know, creating sigils, writing books to manifest the reality. Um, if you look into like the origins of Illuminati theories themselves, it all came from mainly Discordians tied to the mm -hmm. CIA. It's, it's just very, it's just very weird to me that they're like planting these ideas seemingly on purpose. And it's like, why? So, either they're wait a minute, yeah, wait they're they're called Discordians. Yes, interesting, and they're they're part of the the government. You say? Well, yeah, there's there, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's so, 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 wait, bar, so wait a minute. So you're telling me we got some pedophiles called Discordians, and we have an app <laughs> called Discord filled with groomers. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and the, and this is the idea that Discordians literally. So, like I said, I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what the real history is. But this is their idea. The Discordians want to sow discord in society. They want to destroy, like I said, the accelerationists, all the people associated with them. They want to destroy the universe. I think this might be metaphorical because some of these chaos magicians and Discordians they talk about destroying consensus reality so if no one believes in the same thing mm -hmm. anymore we just live in this mishmash soup of just like quantumized strangeness where anything is possible like there is no objective truth anymore i could be standing next to someone in the grocery store and live in a totally other separate reality than them because one person believes that covid is going to kill them and i think that i'm just gonna be fine you know what i mean they're literally yeah. destroying consensus reality right now and covid was the yeah. first great example of a mind virus in my opinion it had hardly any that, symptoms wait, did that make any sense i'm still walking around but no you came back you came at the long you have, there's a lot of uh uh pre prior uh information to yeah. that you, you missed don't need consensus reality for there to be reality oh no wait, what's what we consider reality is consensus reality right like someone like if you have an opinion that happens to be wrong there's no conflict with reality other than other than your error wait what do you mean he was saying that correct me if i'm wrong he he said you have people that think covid's gonna kill them and you have people that think covid is not gonna kill them and so consensus reality is being destroyed but that doesn't seem to really be a good application of the example he was trying to portray. I mean, I think it did affect people in a harmful mm -hmm. way, the more that they entertained it because they, the idea of a mind virus is kind of like a something like an idea that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, so you like a lot of these, so you didn't misspeak about no, no. consensus reality. No, I mean, I, I, I understand I people maybe can, you misspoke, but if that's what you're saying, then I'm glad I understand you. Yeah, no, I think people can have different opinions. Like a, like the true definition of consensus reality is just like what makes up the majority of what people consider to be reality. But now people live in totally separate universes mm -hmm. because there's all these alternative histories, you know, and a cognitive dissonant media literally driving people into different pockets yeah. of reality. That was, the, that was the thing I was supposed to say about the COVID example, for example, right? Like there are literally two, at this point, and it's pretty much any boomer can like certify that there's like a section essentially two separate like camps in the average American or like the planetary really conscious, right? There's like people who are like all the things that we were told about COVID are real. And then there's a bunch of people who are like every single thing they say is a lie. And and like th this is like an incomparable goal, like an in um traversable gulf right now. Like in like you can't change people's minds on the matter. So we've they've it has fractured like consensus reality. Whereas before people would have been like uh and like this happens with a lot of different topics, right? But like this one is the most recent and like full scale and it like happens simultaneously. Right. Like you can have this consensus reality like a religion is a consensus reality. And then people who mm -hmm. aren't in that religion aren't well part of that consensus. But this is the first time I've seen at least in my life where the entire planet had to deal with it simultaneously and it created like a fracture. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like splitting the psyche of the collective unconscious. Yeah. What is this hand thing? What, what is this? So, wait, so when people thought... What the fuck is Jules doing? <laughs> Get on camera, bro. What yeah, I'm, I'm about to, I'm, I got a towel in my hand right now. I was actually going to try to take a quick shower. Um, <laughs> Bitch, take a quick shower during the podcast. <laughs> Yo, but so if people think the earth is the center of the universe, uh -huh. and that they're debating people that think the sun is the center of the universe... That's yes. an example of two separate consensus realities competing. Consensus realities and there being a reality beyond consensus reality. Like all people could stop existing. And I mean, I believe the sun would still exist. Right. Yes. So no, consensus reality is, is a, consensus is a reality is, level. Right. I guess I guess a better way to put it in the way that you're talking about it is like social reality. Like yeah. the way that we react to ideas kind of makes, even if it's false, it will make it a reality just based on the behavior that a certain idea inspires, right? Because COVID didn't necessarily have to inspire people to act insane and like march in the streets and all that kind of thing. But it did because of what cognitive dissonance the media has caused between the two camps of people at this point. People and that, react 
to things the way they think they're supposed to nine times out of 10. That's yes. my experience. They, they react the way they think they're supposed to. Yeah, that's yeah, what I would the reality that. would be. That's like that's like the that's what one would consider because that's reality, right? Like they uh, adhere to a certain belief system, and because they believe this, they have to. The consensus is we have to react. To listen to the second half of this episode, consider supporting the show by subscribing to us over at mkultramoney.gumroad.com. For only five dollars a month, you'll get uncut video podcasts, early releases, exclusive bonus episodes, and tons of other video content. Also, make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to us over at YouTube.